This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hello, welcome to that podcast with me, Peter Crouch. I've got uh, Chris Stark with me. Um, and Notorious, no show today? No show today. Um, well, in a minute, we'll introduce him properly in a set, but we're going to have uh, Ben Mee mm. playing the role of Steve Sidwell yeah, on today's that. podcast. <laughs> Will we get away with that, do you think? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, he's not long into the job, Steve, is he? I mean, where is he? He is in Florida. Um, he is. He sent us a picture of some massive pudding. <laughs> He's enjoying Which, pudding. Which, by the way, is everywhere at the moment. Thank you. We well, uh, started the day, Chris. Puddings is massive. Puddings <laughs> is massive. It's funny. I'd sort of forgotten about it until the podcast came out. It was really funny. The evening that we recorded that podcast, Puddings is massive. It was just a lot of back and forth with that. I think I was on a night out and kept texting you, Puddings mm. is massive. If, if you haven't listened to the last podcast, this will make no. You're going to have to go back. But basically, Steve's dropped this quote, Puddings is massive. And we asked you guys to run with it, and and everyone really has. Well, I because I, I knew I don't know. It's one of those things like you kind of almost like a tagline. I remember I I kind of said you know piss off Carl. That became a thing. You know you were pancake. Yeah. and it kind of stuck. You know the barbecuing the barbecue stuck, stuff. Yes, yeah, stuck, stuck. stuck quite a bit. Yeah. And I just felt when he said it that puddings is massive could become Sid's yeah Sid's line really. Then we're going to get Steve a um a, some sort of campaign hopefully for Christmas. They start recording those now though, don't they? All the Christmas adverts are done now. Uh, you're thinking like a Christmas pudding. I'd love kind of, that. You know John Lewis Tesco thing M&S Mark Spencer kind M&S. Of thing. M&S is the one of it. You know like really kind of amazing and it lasts like a 3 minute kind of ad and then at the end it's just you know M&S yeah. Puddings is massive. Puddings is massive. <laughs> oh, but I do like your idea. So you're saying the John Lewis Christmas advert, which I think's lost its way a bit over the years. It's kind of I know there's a lot of good charities it supports and everything, but I, f- I feel like it used to be a very iconic moment when that Christmas advert. Just imagine a, an animated. It would have to be a bit like the Snowman, but with Steve Sidwell yeah. drawn yeah. on the screen, and it looks like that, and he's just a little ginger boy, like the Snowman, ironically. He was, yeah. Just. You know, something of, look, you're creative listeners out there. We always say throughout the podcast, uh, you know, send us your ideas. If you do have the storyline and plot for a Steve Sidwell, John Lewis advert, we'll look into making it. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's away at the minute. You know, he, he, he could come back to a huge, huge campaign for M&S. You know, well, what, be, I, nice how about we do it the other way around? Let's make them an advert. <laughs> we incur the expense. And if they choose to run with it, great. And if yeah. not... We'll release it anyway, <laughs> and we'll see which one the people prefer. Little Ginger Steve Sidwell with his puddings is massive, or their actual proper John Lewis, you know, multi-million we'll, we'll pound just run them side by side. Yeah, and, you and choose. See, you know, choose your favourite. <laughs> All right. Well, he'll be back. I, I assume for the next podcast. Stronger, we, hopefully. We're going to. Um, we are actually going to talk to Ben Me soon. <laughs> Hang on one second, Ben. We've got a little bit of podcast business just to catch up on. Yeah, just to pick up, I, I've had a few messages about your golf. How is that going? Are you still pursuing? I'm still pursuing. I've had, um, I think now I've had three or four lessons. I um, I have a putter. I don't have a puttersaurus anymore. No, okay. I've managed to get an actual um, adult golf club, which I'm now using on... Um, it's fucking hard to sport. <laughs> it's a hard mate. sport, like, mate. I'm telling you, it's a hard sport. It's so technical. It's really hard. But I, I just want to say a very quick thank you to everyone that has sent messages of support um, and an encouragement. And I, I occasionally put up a picture on Instagram of me at, at the driving range and that. And people give advice. 
So people pointed me towards uh, Silvermere Golf Club. Uh, there's a left-handed really shop. There, mate, yeah. It's like they've made... I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's an entire shop just for left-handers, yeah. which um, feels slightly perverted in a weird kind of way. It's just odd. Such a niche thing, isn't it, to have a left-handed shop? Yeah. But why, why, why should it be, be like that? You know, it's 2023 now. You shouldn't have to go to the back of a... Of Silvermere. It felt a little bit. <laughs> it felt, because it's a really nice golf club, but it is slightly to the back. Exactly, it is a bit yeah. like, I had to go in and go up to someone Give and go, a wink. wink, go, uh, yeah, left-hander. <laughs> left and they went, and they'd look at you and go, left-hander. I'll go, left-hander. And they go, follow me. <laughs> follow me. And they took me to Mid another day. shop. And it, or it was like running at the platform between nine and ten in Harry Potter. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like a secret world. Yeah. And I went in there and just, it was mental just having everything there that a left-hander could desire in <laughs> golf. <laughs> really? I think they should do it for other things. Yeah, just, they should do. They and should probably, do. I've never been in a room, and there was only about eight people in there, with such a high quantity of left-handers. There's no reason to do it. But like, also, when you go in there, like, do you meet other left-handers? You give them a left-handed <laughs> handshake. Do you actually, like, yeah, oh my God, I've never thought of that. If you're left-handed, yeah. you don't shake hands left-handed. I, I don't think you do. And and that's the thing, people are... Shit, so you, you could have your own handshake, literally. <laughs> it's always awkward. I don't know if you've ever never met JLS. That. It's like, it's so difficult working out what, what you do with a handshake with four members of a boy band, for example, because they all come through and you naturally want to go out with the left but they want to come in with a right hand or a hug. I'm just using JLS as an example. But it's... Why did you use JLS? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you... I don't know, mate. Who's just... No, it's just, just like when you meet JLS. <laughs> no, I just... I think it's because... I love those guys, but whenever I've met JLS through work, I find it's like meeting it's them the concept. most awkward Really? Bit. Oh, so you've had... You've it had actually experience. prangs me out a bit. Oh, really? Like, I get paranoid because they are a real mix of huggers and and, and and like you know coming in at an angle or a fist bump and oh. you just have to stand there and, and just take whatever they give you and try roll with it right. well next time, you meet, next time you meet JLS just go in for the left handed handshake yeah. that feels so well, well let's do it I've never, I've never done it I've never done it good to see you Pete <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that I've literally who's Rodrigo we go, sorry, his phone's ringing, it's Rodrigo. That could be, I mean, that sounds like someone you should answer. Give it a quick. Hello? How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, you? Ah, he wants an interview. Oh, sorry, I've got someone who can translate here. Um, yeah, he speaks it fluent Portuguese and Spanish. Phenomenal for the producer. Uh, do, 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 one sec, do you want to speak to Ross? Ross is going to speak to you. My agent is uh, speaks Portuguese. Bueno, bueno. Sí, bueno. Te, te envío un mensaje después en media hora. No, sí, sí, sí. Te envío un mensaje y organizamos cuando hacer la, la entrevista. Hoy no, hoy no. Estamos, estamos, estamos ocupados por todo el día hoy. What? There's a lot to dissect. <laughs> Arguably one of my favorite starts to a podcast ever. What? So what's just happening? Because well, Rodrigo, number one, I don't know who Rodrigo is. So you've met him on holiday. But I've got his number. You've met him on holiday. So Rodrigo called. I thought, who the fuck's Rodrigo? He's he's called me. Then started talking Portuguese to me, and bizarrely. Our producer Ross <laughs> speaks fluent Portuguese. Why would you not mention that? Are you speaking like, Spanish then? But you're speaking in Spanish. Um, why would you not mention that you speak fluent Spanish? Not a bragger. It's just 
this podcast continues to surprise me. Well, I me. knew I knew he was fluent in Spanish and Portuguese. I knew that. But I didn't think to say, our producer can speak that. Until Rodrigo called. Incredible. <laughs> what is puddings is massive in Spanish? Postres son grandes. Postres son gracias. Well, listen, it's a global thing. Postres yeah. son gracias. Yeah, I love it. Love <laughs> it. Right then, bend me. <laughs> I guess. How are you, mate? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really <laughs> good. good. Thanks these, for coming along. These, these things always start a little bit weird, but we can get straight into uh, your life, Ben, and um, and everything that that comes with it. Or we can um, sort of introduce you to some of the podcast stuff that we do week in, week out. Where would you like to go? Um, oh, good podcast route. You yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Should we get into this with a couple of messages? A couple of messages, yeah. I caught me off the loop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw a belting message before. Um, we'll get straight into this, Ben, right? I'm gonna, <laughs> we're not going to ease you in here, right? <laughs> While really bored, it's a message from Nick. While really bored, me and a friend decided to change some players' names and create, a different, and create different sides. Let me know if there are any players you'd like to add to this list. Great. This is the Vagina 11. Uh, Nicky Beaver. Okay, right, yeah. Squirt Zuma. <laughs> Fucking hell. Straight I haven't in. read that. <laughs> well, welcome along, Ben. I wish I hadn't said that. No, now. no, no. Oh, I, I think, oh, I, I, oh, I think it's... I think it's I've never seen yeah. it. No, but I've just, I've just had the list put in front of me. Don't leave yet, Ben. Right. No, <laughs> just, we can't carry on with that, can you're we? Gonna, you're going to have to. Have you read these, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if we, I think if we start like this, then Flap at least it's... Stump. <laughs> Flap stump. Is that, it's actually incredible, but I don't think it's broadcastable, is yeah, it? You can't, you can't be that next oh, one. Robbie Growler? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We definitely can't do the manager's name. Well, Jimmy Floyd for Jazzlebank's not bad. <laughs> All right, that's a lovely message. Yeah, that was really nice. I mean, there's some absolute, I mean, the left back's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll move away from the messages start. again, and we'll go. We'll go back to. Yeah, let's go back to we'll starting back to a, a, in a normal fashion. I think. <laughs> we'll go back to bed. So Ben, started at Man City, did you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is where you started, don't it? Yeah, it is yeah. where I started. Yeah, yeah. 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 How was yeah. that? So. Um, you know, who were you who who were you under? Who did you have in your youth team when you were there? Yes, yeah, so youth team, um, probably most well known Trippier, Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Uh, with Dedrick Boata, a few of the players mm. that were in and around it have that played in the leagues as well. Um we won the youth cup there and yeah, it was just a time when sort of all the money was coming in and mm. all the signs were coming in and yeah, it was it was it was tough to break through that, that team. But yeah. um no, great time, great experience and love playing training with, with the players that were coming in at that time. Yeah. When that transformation's happening at City, do you are you sort of acutely aware of how that might affect your career and what's happening next, or do you? How did how did you feel about it? Did you feel good about? It? Did you see the opportunity that came with that? Um, I, I enjoyed like training with them, and learning from them. But I had sort of likes of any company coming in, Julian Lescott coming in, and you, you do see it become a little bit crowded for myself. And um, I was at that stage where I wanted to go out on loan and, and go. And, you know, play first team football and, and start my my career really, but um, yeah, I, I wanted to get out really and, and, and gain some experience. Yeah, were you a City fan? Um, I was I was probably a, a more of a United fan uh, uh, at the beginning, but I moved to City when I was nine, okay. um, and then just went to Main Road, watched the players, you know, fell in love with the club, and um, mm. yeah, I, that was that was me. I grew to dislike United playing against them as a as a kid as well because. Yeah. They were so arrogant and you know, the coaches, the players and that mm. because they, put, they were Man United, weren't they? Yeah. So, and we were obviously weren't as, as big at that time. Mm. Um, and and yeah, playing against playing against them um, and, and just become to to dislike them a bit more and obviously mm. love City a bit more than each time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get the sense this still continues. Um, it, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as bothered anymore. No, it, it, it sort of uh, ran its course and obviously um, I've, I've got family at United fans, family at City fans as well. So, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not as bothered anymore. Yeah. Mm. So then what was the first move after that? Was that Leicester? Yeah, so I went to Leicester for six months with Sven. Um, yeah. He signed me, yeah. Uh, How was that? That was, that, yeah. that, was quite a mad, that was quite a mad time for, for Leicester. Mad time. Like... We, we'd signed sort of Yakubu, um, Kamara. Uh, we'd signed a couple of lads on loan. Uh, Patrick Van Arnold, Jeffrey Brumer, and 
had a load of lads on loan. Um, I think Adria and the goalkeeper, is it? Uh, Ricardo, sorry, Ricardo. Ricardo, yeah, yeah. the old goal, goalkeeper, uh, old, no, bit, um, but yeah, um, signed him. So there's a lot of players coming in and out. And was that a good uh, experience? Like, because I, I, I've always been quite a, like a, an advocate, really, for the loan <clears throat> system. Like, I that it benefited me quite a lot. Was yeah. it was it good for you? Yeah, it was great for me to go there. Um, but we had so many that I got left out of a couple of squads because they couldn't have as many loan players within the squad, which was a bit frustrating. But um, great experience mm. and yeah got, got to play 16 I think games 17 games in, in the champ and I played against Burnley actually under Eddie Howe when we beat them 4-0 had a good game and sort of that sort of rolled into the summer and spoke to them after after the summer Is, and is, is that where you caught his eye do you reckon? I think so yeah he probably um, saw me then and maybe followed a little bit um, after that and yeah uh, he wanted to work with young players and it seemed like a good fit for me. See, I get excited when you say that Sven was your manager because <laughs> everything that I've heard about Sven on this podcast, he's he's just this character in my brain. He's always with, what was the assistant? Todd Grip. Todd. Was Todd there at Leicester with, with you? Uh, Fazakli was there, I think. Oh, okay. Todd was a man yeah. who was terrible. So. Uh, How um, was he as a manager from your Really experience? sort of chilled out. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, just came in and out and picked the team and the coaches did the, the coaching and stuff mm. and but I thought he just managed players well um, I think that's how how we sort of became so so good and so well regarded I think just the way he sort of yeah managed players yeah that's what he's like certainly with England he was more like kind of so relaxed and like especially we think like at that time it was felt like the, the weight was on our, our shoulders it was like we had such a good generation of players and it was like it was such a pressurised environment and then Sven had come in and it was like it was like, just go out and play, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just be like so relaxed that it kind of took the pressure off a little bit. I'll be honest with you, I, I think we could have done with a bit more tactical, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more tactical stuff, but he was he was brilliant. Like for me, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, like because he was so um, so relaxed. He calmed me down and he rated me as a player and he, and he gave me the, you know, the opportunity to play for England, so. Yeah, but with a manager like Sven, do you have to be more disciplined yourself? I mean, if you wanted to piss around for example is it easier to do under a manager like Sven compared to an Eddie or someone mm -hmm. like that because he's so easy going it's like he gives you the space but surely as young lads that's something to take advantage of if anything yeah well I, I think I've talked about this podcast before but I remember when we had a sort of break in in, in games with England but we were we still had another game to play and he sat down all so that he, he welcomed all the families into the hotel but then I was you know single at the time and there was a few other single lads and he brought us into a room and he said uh, obviously he wanted us to you know not really go out and you know in between games so he just came in and he was like uh, look boys I like what you like he said but not in this hotel <laughs> what kind of advice is this the maddest advice I've ever heard but you know we took it on board fair enough yeah, <laughs> similar advice for you, Ben. There's similar advice. No, it's, <laughs> I mean I was just a young young lad trying to make an impression, I guess. So I, I obviously Sven Gunnar an excellent manager for me. I was just like, oh, you know, got to try and impress him, make mm. you know, and, and do well under him. So I wasn't sort of thinking any, anything other than that. Um, so taking advantage of him wasn't really or anything that was there. Okay, but then going to impress Sven, is this just through the football, or did you deploy sort of the same tactics as you would with say trying to impress? Um, a mother-in-law, that kind of thing. No, I think more football. Yeah, more football. I probably didn't speak to him too much, like so. I was probably um, too shy at that time in my career to, mm. to yeah. any, do anything like that. But yeah, just uh, on the on the pitch mainly. Mm. So was, the biggest the biggest one was Burnley. So you think obviously quite Eddie, Eddie Howe's, um, you know, gays, whatever, and and he's took you and obviously Kieran Trippier mm. drawn joined at the same time. Yeah, right? same time. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. That, I mean, what a couple of great signings that was for Burnley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, turned out to, to do pretty well. To do well, us, yeah. yeah. How so long now. were you there? Uh, at Burnley, I was eleven years. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, eleven isn't it? years. Um, Trips obviously moved on to to Spurs. Um, you know, and, and and then went to obviously Atletico. And mm. was, was it alone originally? Alone originally yeah. for six months. Well, it was a year, and then halfway through, we we signed full time, and um, yeah, yeah, just uh, progressed. I think the club got got better and better. Uh, you know, grew and grew, and I think that sort of mirrored my my career as well. I think that's why I ended up staying for so long. Obviously, I enjoyed it, but I think the club grew and grew and grew and, and I grew as a player myself, I think at a similar rate. So, yeah. Is this true with Eddie, um, some of the team bonding stuff that you did, there was various things. One of them, it was reported, is that he'd yeah. take you sheep herding. <laughs> yeah. Is it, yeah, no, I went down south, yeah. Um, 
mental. Like it was, it was crazy. We we were in a field split up into two teams, and and it basically we had to get these sheep into a pen, and it, it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, you seen lads like chasing sheep around the fields and. The sheep bounding over and it, oh, yeah, it was mad. It, it, Good. Did it, I mean, what nah. was the kind of <laughs> what was the thinking behind that? I have no idea. We had them all <laughs> together in a field, like, linking arms, trying to guide these sheep into. Mm. A, yeah, I wonder if that was sticks. Was that his like. idea? Do you think it was? I just don't think there was a lot around where we were, so I think that yeah. was just one of the things that was just around. So we just thought, yeah, sod it, we'll just go and do that. What a bizarre that. exercise for team bonding. Mm. Did you ever do that? Uh, I did some strange things in my in my time, but not. No, no, I've never heard sheep. Who was the best at the sheep herding out of interest? Um, oh, I don't know. Charlie Austin, maybe? Charlie Austin. Austin. <laughs> Good sheep herder. Yeah. Good she learns something new every day. Yes. Like, Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, crazy team bonding there. <laughs> this next part of the podcast is sponsored by Brewdog. So, the last few episodes, we've been enjoying a few pints of Elvis juice. You love this stuff, Pete. I'm into it now. Uh, which is, as we've learned, the king of IPAs. We've been asking listeners what they're the king of. Should we have a listen to what they say? Yes, let's. Um, when we Do you know what? You, so, you've what? been at a stag doing Brewdog. I have. Yeah, I right. have. So, you, you went to the Brewdog in Edinburgh, right? I did. Talk to me. <laughs> what was it like? It was very nice. It was... Um, uh, much like being here, because this is a brew dog. But yeah, I know, but I've just wondered how they differ, you um, know, north of the border. I'll tell you what was different about it, is we were enjoying my brother's stag do, and then Martin Comston walked in. But I'll tell you oh, what really... really um, Randomly. Because it's the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I think it was performing. Oh, okay. um, and then he came in, but he was in, and I don't want this to be a plot spoiler. Uh, to be fair, I can't remember his name, so uh, it won't be. But with the baddie from Line of Duty. And I thought... Fuck, you know... Been a few baddies, though, not You know, when you only see these people as their characters, but then they're just rolling around having a beer together. Feels like... Ooh. I know it's an act, but it shouldn't be allowed. Well, I know what you're saying, yeah. There's just something a bit iffy about it. Yeah, yeah, because they were so anti-each other. Now yeah, the he was together. the one that... Do you remember he was in the interview and it's going like... And it does the bleeping noise in the background. And then he puts the text in. To extract. Oh, yeah. Guys Remember that was going guns. on for ages, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like a who shot Phil thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And there they were, walking into Brewdog in Edinburgh. Took one look at our stag group and left. Did they? Did you have a chat to him or not? Um, not really. No. No, sadly not. Yeah. Um, so that's my experience of Brewdog in oh, Edinburgh. Right. I can't guarantee Martin Comston will walk in every time, but uh, mm. it's happened 100% of the times I've been there. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so basically, this is a kind of um, a budget Britain's Got Talent we've got going on. Send in your talents. Uh, we've got some voice notes. And uh, if you go on our Twitter, there's a way of sending these voice notes through. It's kind of pinned to the top, so go give that a look. Right then, let's have a listen to this. So uh, first up, we've got Graham here. Hello, Peter. Hi, guys. Um, yes, I'm the king of my Ed Sheeran impression. Dashing in the jock. With you between my arms, with barefoot on the grass, listening to our favorite songs. When you said you looked a mess, I whispered underneath my breath and said, You heard it, darling, you look perfect tonight. Hope you enjoyed that. Cheers. Fucking <laughs> 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 really hell. <laughs> Fucking shows and Chris Eubank. <laughs> so that's so that's Graham now. Hold on, no, don't just smooth over that. Is he? He's got to be taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Jacob Price, and I believe he's got some sort of routine about away days. All right. Fucking, I'm struggling with Ed Sheeran there. Crouchy, boys. So I am the king of away days. Or should that be the king of messing up away days? I once saw my team lose 20 games on the trot. <laughs> 21st game comes along. Got a good feeling about it. But the problem is, it's a big trip. I'm a Plymouth fan. So any, any away day for us is a big one, being down at the bottom of the country. This one in particular, Carlisle away. 400 miles, Massive. eight or nine hours on the road. When you're travelling that far and you get on the supporters coach at 4am to 
set off. You need to keep yourself amused. So me and my mates had a few beers on the back of the bus. By the time I got to Carlisle, I was asleep on the back seat in the summer sun. Did my mates wake me up, bring me into the ground with them? No. Did they leave me there to have a kip and miss the whole thing? And we ended up winning 3-1. Yes, we did. Nine hours for that. King of messing up the away day. Nine hours! What was your worst away experience? Oh, he's done nine hours yeah. on the coach. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So this um, this third one, now the name written down here is Johnny Bravo. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's maybe piss, the team probably. getting it wrong or this guy. Yeah, taking the he's, piss. I think he's probably taking the piss um, here. And all, like, I, I, like I hope the first fella was. <laughs> Fucking Graham. All it says uh, next to this one is EastEnders impressions. Great. So um, Can't wait. All right, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Ross Kemp. My name is Ross Kemp, <laughs> and I used to be on a program called EastEnders, all right? You might apply for Liverpool. Sorry, just got to pause it there. It's never good with an impression where they've got to say the name and context of the person <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the impression. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do like it. For Tottenham, for England, but I was on EastEnders. Could you say the same? I bet not. Well, I'm a bit parched, so I'm going to go and pass the pod. All right, okay, all right, okay. Here's my friend, Bane. Well, through the grouch, it seems you and the bad man have something in common. He likes to wind down when he's been Bruce Wayne with a few blue dogs. Yes. We'll have a few pints of uh, lost lager because the Batman is lost what he's dealing with me. <laughs> yeah, I quite agree. And I'm there for Solomon's mate. See you, Cratchy. Cratchy, Cratchy. Cratchy, Cratchy. You good with your feet. Not so good with your head for a big man. But you scored a few, didn't you? And you're intelligent. Valuable thing in it. Anyway, you stop being parts and I'll start passing the pop. All right. Okay, cut out. Oh, yeah, are you? Sorry, but hold on, that was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. That, that was really good. That. What did you prefer, the Ross Kemp or the Bane? Well, Bane was more. I, I really enjoyed Ross Kemp. Yeah. Yeah, he sort but, of mixed both of them to form this sort of super character, didn't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, but I felt the Bane was was, was was fantastic. Sorry, cut out on the end there. It must have been the, the voice note itself. Um, out of the three of those, we've got to choose who to send a crate of Elvis juice to. Oh, that's a tough one, that. Do you know what I like about it is, like, when he's doing Ross Kemp and Bane, I always think about maybe his missus walking in on and I'm doing that. <laughs> Thinking, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. Yeah. It always tickles me that. Couldn't, you, couldn't you say the same for any one of those three? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's great, isn't it? Though I just yeah. love like listeners of class. On who, who are you going to choose? Though well, that is a tough one. Graham was useless. If I'm honest, uh, it was one of the worst renditions of Ed Sheeran I I've ever heard. I I like him because he's he's obviously taking a piss. Is he though? Like I uh, oh I hope so. Because if he's not, we can we might have to stay in touch with him. <laughs> Graham, can you just for our own, just send us another song? <laughs> Imagine, you know, in the X Factor where Cal puts up a hand and goes, Have you got another one? Maybe, I don't know, maybe I wasn't hearing that right, but I, I, did it sound like Ed Sheeran to you? Well. We barefoot on the grass, listening to our favorite songs. When you said you looked a mess, I whispered underneath my breath and said, You are. <laughs> Perfect tonight. I, I've, 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 he's, got, he's got my vote. <laughs> I think you should go all the way. Why don't we get him down here? I, I, I think he's the winner. I think he's the winner. He's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, he's brilliant. It's absolutely, I mean, he's entertained us and that's what it's about. Yeah. Elvis entertained. Yeah, we've had Ed Sheeran on this podcast. He, he listens. Uh, I really hope he hears that. <laughs> Should we send it in? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I could potentially send email address. In, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll Graham, send that to, to Graham. Ed you send it. us another song. We'll send that to Ed Sheeran, and um, and we'll also send you a crate of Elvis juice. I think that's only fair. 
Right, yeah, and one more thing. If you head over to brewdog.com forward slash crouch and buy a pack of Elvis juice, then you'll be added into a prize draw for tickets to the next event we're hosting down at Brewdog Waterloo soon. So get by it and hopefully we'll see you soon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You had Jason Tindall there as well, didn't you? Did, yeah. yeah. We're, we're big fans of his on this, yes, this okay. podcast. Was this sort of the first... Did you see the early signs of his uh, close relationship to, to Eddie at that point? And yeah, yeah. His, his, um, his ambition to be number one. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to struggle this year because you only have one person on the touchline. Oh, no. Right oh, the other, right. Yeah, so... Um, oh, no. Take so I, I, was, I take you across the centre of attention stuff. Uh, I yeah. picked up on it early, very early, yeah. <laughs> It exploded. I was like, I sent a couple of lads the, the videos and that, and I was, yeah, creasing. But I was on it very, very early doors. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've heard them talking about it, actually. Like, fair play to him. He's come out and, like, talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's funny. I'm surprised it took so long for people to yeah. catch on to it. But, yeah. It. yeah. Wow. It was, it, it was good. But Eddie, Eddie, when I was at Burnley, he did absolutely everything, like, and, mm. uh, yeah, he was into everything. So Was he, mm. like, did, did you see then, kind of, like, you know, obviously he's gone on to achieve what he's gone on to achieve. Been a you know well regarded manager. Did mm. you see the early stages of that when you were at Burnley? Because um, yeah, he had a difficult time at times, didn't he? Like I know, I know he did well, but like there was some, some difficult moments as well. Yeah, we, we had a difficult time, but he, he didn't have a, a squad that he wanted at that time. He was mm. trying to get rid of players, bring players in, work with young players. But on the training ground, he was, you know, he was so good and and you know putting his point across and, and the sessions he put on um, enjoyable but he had to he had to leave and, and go down south with, you know family reasons so um, yeah it was disappointing to see him go I, I remember being on the international international break I was getting on the plane and he rings me uh, he's just he's just left Burnley he rings me and sort of apologises for, for leaving um, so I was you know I was a lot of respect for him for doing that because obviously mm. I came wanting to work work with him um, but no nah, he didn't have anything to apologise for mm. but yeah it was, uh, it was sad to see him go at Burnley but yeah, you know he, he's uh, he's done fantastic, and obviously you you know you did see him go, and then you seen kind of friend of the pod uh, Sean Dyche uh, comes in. How did you find him? Yeah, uh, from minute one he sort of laid down a marker. Um, a few of the boys that have been going out and during the week and that and stuff, he'd, he'd caught wind of that, and and you know in the first meeting joined you. <laughs> joined us well no he, he basically said yeah so that's that's not going to happen anymore lads. So um, yeah, he's very much someone who. You know, demanded respect and um, yeah, wanted wanted us to obviously the best we could. But um, yeah, he was very good for the club, and you know, yeah. we, we went we went on a, a fantastic journey and, and run um, with him with him yeah. there. You're into your music, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by Sean Dyche and how he signs. He signed you at a music festival. Yeah, we were at uh, Isle of Wight festival. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's bizarrely we were chatting about it, and then Ab just said uh, you should sign him. And then we went, well, maybe I should. And I went, oh, well, I'd love to. If you, if, and he was like, yeah, okay, yeah. And um, and we did. I'm just <laughs> convinced it, if you can get to a music festival with Sean Dice, you stand mm. a very good chance of being signed by him. It's yeah, where he does his scouting. He does a lot of his uh, yeah, scouting there. He, he loves his music festivals. Um, mm. Big fan of Kasabian. How, did you, how did you find... How did you find your time at Burnley? Uh, no, I loved it. Like for me, I went, I went there like to, towards it. I was thirty-eight, you know, yeah. and I went there. Yeah. And uh, when I arrived, to be honest, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't realize how good it, Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood were. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I think this it was so underrated as players. Mm -hmm. um, like, I was, I was quite surprised, like how how good they were, you know, and how well oiled the team was, how fit the team was, yeah. you know, the standards and. Um, and yeah, I went. Was, and I didn't really that, when you joined that. What was your? Was it a different setup when you joined to what you expected from it? Then it was. It was. I think it was. It was probably a, a better. 
you know, from an outsider looking in, you think of Burnley as like, you know, tough, strong, you know, hard to beat, maybe not as technically gifted as, as some of the other teams. But when I got there, I that was dispelled for me. Mm. I, I think there were some really technical players in that. Yeah, there was, we, there was some underrated players, definitely. For like sure, really, for sure. like, like, you know, Ashley Westwood, um, you know, Jack Cork, yeah, like yeah. yourself, um, you know, Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood for me, like Dwight McNeil, there was some really technically good players mm. and I think that kind of went under the radar with this whole kind of you know Sean Dyche style mm. you know a bit like we had at Stoke to be honest um, but you, yeah going in there I was really pleasantly surprised about the stand you, you had the best uh, initiation I've seen yeah oh, what, God, what do yeah. you mean <laughs> yeah, oh, we in Portugal that. it was in Portugal was it? <laughs> in Portugal in, Portugal in the bar wasn't it yeah. yeah what's in the bar what did, yeah. I, what did I see Inferno Further, that was it, yeah. <laughs> With a little dance. Informer, <laughs> wasn't it? Informer. Oh, Informer, yeah, say yeah, Informer. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad. Yeah, my bad. Uh, Snow, Informer. Yeah, Classic. Informer. Yeah, well, I've done it at a few, few clubs, to be yeah. fair, that one. That yeah, but good. it went... Thank you, I appreciate it. Went down well. that. Yeah, it, it, went down go, well. it went down all right. Yeah. One of the better ones you've seen, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Up there. It's just up an there. air of confidence about yeah. it. You, you see nowadays, we've all got the phones out and stuff and things, and they're reading lyrics on the phones and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, that, mate. It's all up here, isn't it? What was your initiation, Ben? Uh, my initiation. Oh no, I'm not gonna. I can't, I can't say what I sang. No, Ronan Keating. I sang. When I was <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Roller coaster. Um, tomorrow never comes. Oh, tomorrow never comes. Controversial. Yes. Yeah, that's bizarre because so we, out of we, all of the Ronan um, Yeah, I'll tell you. We had a, we were in America pre-season with Man City, and we had like a, an X Factor thing. The the right. senior boys put on like a show. There's a few young lads there, so they put on like a a big show, a stage, and that, and we had to all sing a song. Basically. Oh, so, so who are the older lads there making you do that? Uh so like Michael Richards, Vinnie Company, um Zabletta, like yeah, so Ooh. that sort of around that era. Right. Um yeah, we end up having to go on stage. Um one of the boys dressed you... put a dress on yeah. and uh sang the, the Titanic song. Yeah, but at least everyone <laughs> so, knows that. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know why you've gone My through. heart will go on. A Celine Dion. Yeah, Celine Dion, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In a dress. Yeah. Brilliant, eh? <laughs> it's good. But you did a Ronan Keating B side, yeah. really, didn't you? Well, was tomorrow it... never is. Tomorrow never. If tomorrow oh, yeah. never comes. Is that how it goes? I just knew the words. Would so I, I just, that's tell what I did. how much I love you. Oh, yeah. Just when you so try in a different way. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of when you say nothing at all. Am I? Yeah, no one knows if tomorrow never comes. I'm sure of it. But I quite like that. It hits them with a surprise then. Yeah. 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 Quite a good reception. <laughs> <laughs> you went for that? Yeah, I know, yeah. I don't, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's a big show. Yeah. Laugh is a rollercoaster, <laughs> just got around. You still want people to sing along, don't you? Uh, yeah. Quite, kind of embarrassing. So did you just sing yeah. that and no one joined in? No, they got the old arms going. And oh, you stuff. did? You yeah, got, got a few going? Yeah, the, the boys were enjoying yeah. I think. Oh. So so you're in there, so your experience of Crouchy coming into that team, would you describe it? And you can be honest, was it a positive influence? What was what was the difference? And, and was it a surprising signing for yourself? Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't that surprising for me to, to see him come. Obviously, the fact that, you know, he actually came to us was, uh, was you know, quite surprising. But because you're a big character, mm-hmm. big player at the time, we weren't, you know, we didn't sign many big, big characters. I don't. I didn't feel. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great addition to the to the group. You didn't play as much as what you what you would have liked. So no. I think you described it as a head on a stick. Didn't you? <laughs> that was towards the end. I just came. I just got thrown up like top last ten basically, yeah. and uh, to cause a bit of carnage, um, which was a bit degrading. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Considering I felt I like I had that. a good I, career. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But I, um, that. I I totally like for me. It, I came from. What I would regard is at Stoke to, to probably one of the best traditions I've ever been in to then get turned kind of almost full circle. And then towards the end of the, my time at Stoke, I kind of fell out of love with being in a football dressing yeah. room because of the kind of people in it, really. It felt like it really, we really got a few, we, we sort of got lots of good characters out and brought the wrong kind of characters in. And it, re- well, it culminated in relegation. And um, that really kind of wound me up and made me not fall out of love with the game, but just just feel a bit sort of, I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't feel the same about mm. the people in football, if you know what I mean. And then I, it just switched on its head when I went mm. to Burnley and I just, I, the lads were just so good. And it was, it, everyone was just, it was like the Stoke dressing room right at the start. 
with with all the great characters and um it just i don't know it just it gave me a nice way to go out i think again yeah. and, and then, yeah i didn't i didn't play much and you know there won't be a statue of me in burnley uh, <laughs> unfortunately but it's I, the bridge, isn't it? Was it was a lovely bridge. Someone still saying on the bridge, yeah. But no, it was it was there was really really good lads, and, and I enjoyed football again. You know, I was, I was every day I was enjoying training, and I was enjoying the games. I was enjoying yeah. being around like yourself yeah, yeah. and, and, good and the rest of the boys. Yeah, it was yeah, a really good yeah, dressing yeah. room, wasn't it? Yeah, massive. How, how did you find the kind of the stigma behind like? It was almost like sometimes going away at Burnley was was like the stigma of going away at the Britannia. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Like it became kind of like oh, we've got to go to Burnley, you yeah. know? And like, did you revel in that? Because at, at Stoke, we loved it. It was like, we'd watch teams come in and you go, you could see them just trudge, trudge in and it was it was like just a tough place to be. Yeah, no. We, did you, did yeah, you enjoy we, it? we loved it. You know, yeah. our dressing room, like we were just laughing and that stuff mm. and we, we sort of loved that that tagline and um, yeah, we, we didn't mind it. We had a lot of down-to-earth lads who sort of knew what we were about a little mm. bit and um, yeah, we didn't mind that at all. We kind of enjoyed it, especially on a, on a night game when it's, Lashing yeah. down with rain, and yeah. you see, see the, the big boys walking in. Is <laughs> you are you are half laughing, like yeah, so, yeah, it's great, yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good, it's yeah. great. It's you see our part. dressing room as well, and they're having to go in that dressing room, the way dressing room, sorry, and yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it does it does crack you up a little bit. Brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah. And what about the um, obviously when Sean dies when he brings in the the kind of well documented wheel? Oh, the punishment, wheel. the punishment yeah. wheel. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw it, a bit of it, but like. I mean, what the what the best kind of bits of that have you seen, and was it a good idea? And did the lads yeah. enjoy it? I think our fitness coach had the idea from from rugby, um, bringing something in like that. And yeah, we had some we had some funny moments. Um, we had Sam Vokes doing lap dances. He, he, <laughs> he loved the lap dance. Did he? Yeah, he loved it. He'd How? get his kit off straight away, and really? he'd be ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be ready for it. So, so yeah. hold on, so on the board, right? Yeah. For anyone who doesn't yeah. know, you've got to, like if you if you do something wrong, I don't so know, you basically a fine, but yeah, a yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. You spin a wheel, you might get your money back. Yeah, something like that, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, you might be a bonus Sing thing. Or something, yeah. Quite often, it's bad. Mm. And this particular one is a lap dance. The sound folks was all over it. Yeah, so you spun, you got lap dance, and then you had to spin a, for a, a number. So whoever got the number received the lap dance. So I had to sit in a chair and that and stuff. So <laughs> and he, so so on. So if you lose, you'd receive the lap yeah, dance. You'd receive oh. it. Yeah, you'd Yeah. Right. Okay. And it was always sound folks. Uh, he, he enjoyed it. He, every time he got it. He, <laughs> He was quite happy with it. So we, we had other was, ones. Was he but... arms by his side or arms above his head, kind of? Uh, above his head, on the, on the lap, yeah. yeah. Down to his slips. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. So, yeah. And we had a, an Elvis impression where we had a wig and dress up <laughs> as Elvis. He had to sing an Elvis song. Um, we, had, we had a few good ones. With Sean Dyche then, your, and your kind of experience of him being manager throughout that time, did you feel his, his managing of the team suited your style i guess a little bit i mean i had adapted a little bit uh i think um you know with eddie howe it was more playing and possession at city probably similar as well um so we with the gaffer was probably a little bit more back to basics really yeah and then you got a chance you're one of the only people that i think we've had on this podcast that kind of became manager as well for a <laughs> small period of time yeah yeah um wasn't manager Assistant uh, manager. Yeah, ish. That's like Gareth Helping in the out. office, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Exactly. So are you parched? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely not. <laughs> I said I'd help out and uh, yeah. I said I'd help out and that was that was basically that. What yeah, do you so, enjoy it? Like if, um, if, I had to, if I had to say, right, there was... You know, if I had to hang my hat on someone being a manager or a coach, I would, I would, I would say you. You, you are... You've got... You've got that the way you play the game, mm. the way you lead on the pitch. Mm. You know how close you are, maybe, to managers and how much they trust you. Like it makes sense. I got a little taste of uh, being a coach, I guess. Mm. Um, it's hard graft. Yeah. It's hard graft. A lot of work, a lot of hours. Is there a part of you that fancies it or not? Or not after? Uh, certainly after that. Probably leaning towards not. Right, I think really? for me, yeah. Um, but I would never. Are... Yeah, I would never sort of write it off. But mm. um, you know, if some if, if I get to the end of my career, which you know, maybe in a couple of years' time, but. Um, at the minute, it's not something I really fancy as much. That surprises me. You know, I thought you'd st- yeah. I thought you were going to step in here and go like, I, I want to be a manager. You know, because I, yeah. I don't know. I just I just got that. I get that impression. Yeah, Some, a lot of people say that to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, no, I've not got the urge at the minute yeah. to to do that. But you're busy enough being a dad as well. Yeah, being a dad, enjoying that, being spending time with the kids. That's, yeah. you know, it's classic. It's, it's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. That, 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 that yeah. all wears wears off. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, just on a sidebar thing, and I, I actually don't want to go too deep into it because it's just it's something that's personal to me as well. But I think 
I'm sure there'll be people listening. The stuff you do with Tommy's charity mm-hmm. and the support you give to that, I think is unbelievable. Yeah. And I think what they do is phenomenal. What they do is fantastic. Um, yeah. And obviously you went through a bit of a, a, a an ordeal, I guess, with, with my daughter, um, which brought us to, to working with Tommy's, um, which has been rewarding, fantastic. And um, yeah, like you say, the work they do is, is amazing. Yeah. yeah. I hope the family are all well. And- yeah, they are. No, they're all great. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, certainly. But, you know, you go through moments in life, don't you? And, you know, just yeah. realisation. And um, yeah, definitely. It's, that's probably one of the reasons as well why I'm quite close with my, my family as well. Does it give a time. bit more perspective to the football, perhaps? Yeah. It's probably made me a better player, actually. In, in fact, yeah. Just really? that perspective that... You know, he's sort of going out there, not 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 caring as much because you still obviously care about football. You want to win and stuff, but um, a bit more freedom, I guess, to to go and play. You speak like you have kind of lots of maybe passions and you know things you're involved in outside of the game um, that you're quite vocal on or have been vocal on. Yeah, no, definitely, I've got a lot of things that are, you know I'm passionate about. Mm. Um, I enjoy learning and sort of growing, developing as a as a person. I'm into sort of Web three, which is maybe something that. A lot of people don't know, but what is that? So Web three is is like blockchain sort of thing, and and sort of quite I'm quite into that type of thing. As in, um, we're looking at the new Elon Musk. Uh, no, no, no. But like, I thought I saw I, Elon Musk on the way in, <laughs> chucking in some chicken wings, an absolute ringer upstairs. Really? Uh, I won't take a picture, but he caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. So yeah, no, just doing that, and I'm doing a bit of media as well. I'm trying mm. to sort of. Um, learn a bit more about that, trying to improve yeah. with that. You guys yourself do a lot of talking on the radio and things and, and on yeah. podcasts and stuff. So trying to put myself out there a bit more in, in uncomfortable situations. Does that um, feel daunting? Yeah, a little Is bit. that something that's really present in mind whilst playing for Brentford at the moment, sort of that one eye on what's coming yeah. next? Yeah, a little sort of bit. stepping into it. And you're sort of conscious of doing too much as well because you want to focus on your football, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you kind of want to prepare for the future as well. But mm. uh, You hit that yeah. stage though, Pete, didn't you? I mean, Did, yeah. like, there was a real crossover, I felt, with this podcast when you were... You know, just before you retired, mm. and I think, and I'm sure you would look back on that and go, but that was the right thing to do to to kind of ease it in. Hundred percent, yeah. Like I think I felt like I was doing or to do things while I was still playing. It keeps mm-hmm. you kind of still current. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did this podcast while I was still playing, and yeah. it became kind of because it went quite big. I was, you know, it became oh shit, I don't want it to go too big because I'm still playing football. And then yeah. it was like, well, you sort of did a bit and. It's a yeah. balance, isn't it? Because yeah, you don't want true. people to think you're taking your eye off, yeah. off the ball, which yeah. you're obviously not. Yeah, also, but... I don't think you ever held back with stories with the podcast, but I definitely feel there was a there was a point, maybe not when we started, I just mean like a little bit into it when you were still playing, where I think you were still a bit anxious about what the perception of mm-hmm. you would be as a footballer for doing stuff like this yeah. as well. I think it's normal. And, I think and yeah, same as well, yeah. You're same. Um, yeah, but it also puts that pressure on to perform as well I think mm. you know, if you're doing these things outside of, of football you kind of I feel like I need to play well as well to be able to do them things outside of football yeah. so um, kind of puts that pressure on a little bit which I don't mind really it keeps me keeps me on my toes well, you see, you see with, with with everyone like with David Beckham had like things outside of his it was all like oh he's not concentrating on football even Marcus Rashford I mean you know he was he was doing incredible things yeah. you know feeding children who, who couldn't be and, and it was like oh he's taking because he didn't play well it was like if you don't play well it's like People want to use it as a stick to, to bat yeah. you. And it's well, like, I think I think when Ben's done with the football, he should become prime minister, and mm. then you know we can just solve everything between Marcus Rashford and mm. Ben. Me, we've, <laughs> we've got countries in good hands. Well, you <laughs> well, you're big on the environment issues. Yeah, right? sustainability. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do uh, do try and uh, do my best for. Yeah, and what what is that? Are you vocal about it? Have you have you set up things? Have you have you reached? Or do you you just try and be the best person you can be? Yeah, it's just something interest really. Uh, Trying to be the best person I can be. Trying to spread um, a little bit more from from my sort of side of it awareness around it. Um, I did the carbon neutral transfer, which was uh, when I signed for Brentford last year. Um, That was just an idea we had just to uh, raise the profile of sort of um, carbon emissions and etc. and things like that and climate change. So um, yeah, I find it interesting. I I need to, to work on it myself. I'm, I'm not perfect at all, but mm. it's something that I'm very interested in and, and sort of delving into a little bit more. Here's what I don't get, though, is you can... For me, that seems my perception of what a dressing room would be like in football. That would be a very unusual thing to kind of bring to the to the dressing room and try and not influence people, but get people involved in that kind of thing. Well, there's opportunities to change that, isn't there? I think there's opportunities Yeah, to, do you feel to, you're doing that? That's uh, Maybe that's what I'm trying maybe, to get Maybe, yeah, to. maybe. Do you feel? I don't know. Maybe we all have a... As, as players, sort of a, a platform. I think more youngsters maybe might 
look up to that a bit more than, than sort of the old-fashioned sort of football fan or maybe the older players? Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, no, it's, it really it's just is, so yeah. different, it feels like. Where it mm. probably isn't. Mm. It's just my perception of it and, the, and what I imagine is mm. a Premier League football mm. dressing room. Well, no, I, th- I think football like is a different, it's a, it's a different kind of pl- place now. I think yeah. there's a lot of different characters in football dressing rooms now. Like if for the other day, I mean, for instance, I saw in the Community Shield, I saw Timber wearing his own Calvin Klein's. Right, and um, that's that's an that flabbergasted me. Well, I just uh, you know we talked about pants on this on this pod, and obviously pants being provided for you. Chris had no clue that pants were provided for you mm. in a in a. I found field. I found it the idea that you can't even bring your own pants to a game. You you can't game be trusted well. with Train. that. Yeah. Is is yeah. unbelievable. So my my question to you is, um, you know, moving swiftly on from being carbon neutral to pants, <laughs> <laughs> very swiftly there, but. Well, he'll have the old bamboos well, I, on, I'd like they? to know, no, I'd just like to know what, um, you know, do players provo- wear, do they wear their own pants now? I mean, it, some do, yeah. yeah. Some I do. find that, I find that flabbergasting. It, it's still, <laughs> still few and far between, but there are a couple in our dressing room that, that wear do wear their, their own, own pants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. What, so you, what, you, you just wear the Brentford issue? Yeah, just black slips, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and that's standard what sloggies or slip, you know, like slips. It seems to be, though, if players are in a situation where they're wearing the pants they want, perhaps there could be an opportunity for us. Well, this this is something that I wanted to raise to you when I saw, um, obviously, you know, when they dry the ball in the shirt and they lift up and you can see, like, Calvin yeah. Klein, I just immediately thought, and I think you should have, really, as head of advertising for this podcast, um, could we get back stronger or, you know, that, you know, podcast? You get done for advertising. Can you, you advertise pants? Yeah, but they're so advertising they're... Calvin's. That's very true. That's Probably shouldn't be doing that. As a podcast, we yeah. should be... And they're just elderly men a lot of the time, aren't they? <laughs> you're Calvin Klein. Did someone get done for Paddy Power, was it? Or yeah, that, maybe. Yeah. Well, get get the... get No, but you're, you're onto something here. And maybe Can we, we sponsor pants? And I think... I'm not, I don't necessarily think we should be going for, you know, Man City or Manchester United. Can we get a Luton Town? Can we, can we go and sponsor a Luton Town in the pant department? We need a name for the... The pants, don't we? Shithousery? Shithousery. <laughs> sort of works. <laughs> or, or, you know, housery. I'll wear them. On the back. <laughs> <Would you? laughs> Love that. With Ben's in. Ben's on board. Ben's in, Ben's in board. You but you're going to have to top off every game. Right? <laughs> yeah, not, on match of the day with the pants out the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. He's here first. The Premier League player. He's in. Great. Get Perfect. Get ben has got him on. Yeah. I think we need a good name for the pants. Maybe we can link it with a charity or something as well. The main thing is we'd like to pass the pod. It's yeah. not advertising, it's just passing podcasts. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Great. Watch me get fined. <laughs> <laughs> so Brentford, that's a, this is a club that I grew up in Ealing, right? And um, Brentford is a club that I've watched go from, you know, it, they, they were not good. It was a difficult place to go. And what, I used to watch games there sometimes, um, you know, and, and it was... The old division, kind of division two, it wasn't good football. When I watch Brentford now in the new stadium, and you know the players I see play and the way they play, it's like chalk and cheese. It's just, it's an incredible. I mean, as a Brentford fan now, they must be just ecstatic with how it's going. Yeah, they must be. I mean, such some some good young players, yeah. um, some quality, uh, and and you know, the last couple of seasons have been been fantastic for for the club. The the change in the in the whole club itself, the ambition of the club. Even last year from when I arrived in the summer to the end of the season, the amount of change that had happened mm. and the improvement and the amount of people coming into the club and wanting to get better and asking questions, how can we improve and what can we do here and there? And yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly a massive amount of ambition there. Um, yeah, and on the pitch, the, the recruitment and, and the young players that they're bringing in, really exciting. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's um, it's a it's a club. I mean, how much uh, do you have to do with the with the owner? Obviously, that seems to have transformed everything, really. Uh, and and obviously, the the manager is is, is seems top class. Yeah. And when you were yeah. bought over, yeah. what what was kind of said to you? What what was it that sold it to you? Um, I think just speaking to the manager is his way of working. Um, he's got a policy of no dickheads in in the dressing room. Yeah, we have. We have. We've got so, that here. You know, just that kind of environment. Um, obviously, I was going to be one of the of the oldest player in the dressing room, but they wanted a bit of experience coming in. It's probably a, a very different signing for for a Brentford to to make to bring me there. Um, but yeah, I, I'd enjoy sort of from my point of view, me thinking about it. I'd enjoy going there and, and sort of helping out the the young lads, maybe, mm. and and 
you know, hopefully playing a lot of games. So, um, yeah, that for me was, mm. it, it sort of suited me, I think, going there. Mm. Um, well, you're, so. you're doing more than that, just helping the young lads. Obviously, yeah, like, it's yeah. a huge, huge part of the, you yeah. know, of, of, of the defence. Like, I have to say, like, with the way, the way you play, um, you know, with the, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone with the amount of blocks that you seem to get in. And like, it doesn't doesn't seem to hurt you in any in any place it goes. <laughs> like, like, is that is that something like you can teach, or do you just have to be? I mean, did you have that as a kid? Like when, when I watch you throw yourself in front of like mm. in front of the ball like a shot, there's no kind of thought of of it's gonna hurt somewhere, or you just do, you just do it. Think, is that something you've been taught, or something? No, it's something I've learned sort of playing a lot of games, uh, watching a lot of football. I think um, a lot of defenders, you know where. And strikers, really, you know, where are they looking to put the ball? How how can I help my keeper the best sort of thing? Trying to get in that sort of line of the ball. I played Spurs at the end of last season, made a good few blocks then just by mm. sort of maybe not um, getting to the ball quickly, but just being in that sort of right position where I feel like the striker mm. wants to put the ball. You know, when you use the player to, to bend it round yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or through his legs or something yeah. like that, you, you, you're trying to put yourself in his shoes. Where does he want to go sort of thing? So, yeah, my process is like, yeah, just just trying to sort of not get out to the ball too quickly, but just trying to maybe move to the side or whatever and try and give myself a keeper, give the keeper a view, but also give myself the best chance. Do, of, do you uh, feel you don't get as much glory as you should for that? So when a striker scores a goal, everyone goes mad, everyone mm. goes celebrates and that. For you, the blocks that you put in, it feels like it should be a bit more like American football where everyone stops and just sort of bangs heads. <laughs> and a good minute. Yeah, like you've just sacked the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the ball up and throw yeah, it down, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, give it some. I, to think, the crowd. I think it's a moment that the team appreciates. Like I think, you know, when I see my teammates making blocks like that, you know, I think, yeah, you know, I'm having that all day long, sort yeah. of thing. So I think you, your teammates appreciate it, and, and obviously the manager appreciates it and stuff. But I, th yeah, I think so. that's coming across now. Like when, like fans and people who watch football are more knowledgeable now. I think that kind of the side of the game may, might have gone on under the radar years ago. I think now it's it's. More respected. When well, I hear kids want to be defenders now. Yeah, you hear. Yeah, you hear the commentary and you hear the you know, bend me with another block. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's it's, a, it's an appreciated skill, mm. and I think it's an under underappreciated skill. Maybe with um, regards to like obviously the way you were talking about it and explaining it now, like for a young defender, yeah. you know, it's just, it is an art, isn't it? The way you come out and block block well, a ball. You see a lot of defenders coming out and twisting the body, yeah. and you mm. see the ball literally coming towards them, and they twist, and it, it sort of goes where they were. Makes their body you kind and, of and yeah. Stuff, so. You know, it's trying to stay and watch the ball, stay big, and Ooh. it will hit you and will hurt you. But that's that's. Your but job don't you have to change that to avoid handballs, for example? Is that is there a paranoia that's crept into the game because of no, cameras? And I don't think arms behind back, man. Now or not? I'm, I'm becoming more of an arms behind. I think back. you have yeah, to be. Right? Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. fucking bold, isn't it? Yeah. To face a ball and, and actually stand there, arms behind, arms behind, and back. just accept. Or it. it's full frontal. I mean, it's, and that's it's full frontal. We've we've discussed it on the pod before. Ben Mee goes full frontal. He does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably uh, converting that way, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the, the modern you, game, I mean, it's yeah. It's so dangerous, yeah. isn't it, with the handballs? Yeah, yeah. So as long as your arms aren't up in the air, I think you, you mm. kind of get away with it a little bit if they're by, by your side. But, but you've got the secret sauce as well, haven't you? You were one of the only clubs, if if not the only club, um, where Haaland didn't score against you. Yeah. What? Well, he didn't play the second game, so that was... Uh, oh, well, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's something. Uh, it's a stat. Yeah. It's a stat. Yeah, right? it's a stat. We'll no, take listen, it. We'll you take kept it. him quiet, right? And you did. And you played well against him. Yeah, we did. We played yeah. well. We defended well against him. Um, we had a plan, obviously, against him. So, What was that? What is the plan? Yeah. <laughs> um, just obviously not not leave too much spacing behind. Mm. Stop the Bruyne, because he's the one that's going to, you know, feed him the more often than not yeah double up on him every now and again when you can in the box and, and cover that back post where he likes to go so that's, that's incredible that's much, so yeah. to deal with Haaland you've actually got to deal with neutralise De Bruyne, De Bruyne. Mm. I felt I, yeah I think so yeah we spoke about that's it yeah amazing. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 100% I mean it's the spotlight <laughs> isn't yeah. it so you're like I say you're in my kind of part of of London I yeah. think and obviously being a a lad from the north. Yeah, How are yeah. you finding kind of living down nah, there? I really enjoy it. Yeah, we settled in well. Settled in well. Uh, family settled in well. Um, we don't have our network around of family and friends. Mm. Um, but no, it's, it's really, it's been really enjoyable. You know, the, mm. it went well on the pitch as well, which makes it even better. So mm. um, yeah, hopefully this year goes just as well and we can we can enjoy it just as much really. Yeah, you got yourself yeah. a little garden, Ben. A little garden. You yeah. can only get a little garden in London, can't you? Yeah, have yeah, you... Yeah. Um, 
You into your barbecuing as well, oh, I imagine. Fun. You're a uh, classy man, I uh, can not tell particularly you. Nah. No? no? No, not for me. Oh, <laughs> man, of, man of pleasure. One of them. Man of class. Uh, what, not been sure about you this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why. That's all he, yeah. all he does. He just tries to get people on his it's, little barbecue thing. I think thing it's a defender's sport, that, as well. What, barbecuing? Yeah, it's just something that suits. Look at... What do you think? Yeah, I do. I do. I've seen Sergio Ramos. I've seen, I actually saw his barbecue recently. Mate, what a rig he's got. Fuck it. That's, to be fair, some setup in it. He has. He's got weapon. you across this Sergio Ramos's barbecue situation. It's uh, it's incredible. It I mean, it's, I mean, is that is that like porn to you? Yeah. Like seeing that barbecue, you just think, oh yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. That's, yeah. Is that what you aspire to? That's. I mean, that's god tier barbecuing, isn't yeah. it? Well, what's it? He looked like he had a little wheel and stuff. He had everything. Like, what is all that? He it's had like everything. a steam engine. I, I think he spent, you know, a good sort of half a million on that. Mm. I reckon Seriously? it's a serious rig. Fucking hell. Yeah. Probably yeah. it's more of the sun than us, doesn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked like it was indoors yeah. or something, didn't it? That was indoors. Yeah, but it's yeah. All, I think it's all built outside, Ben. Yeah. It's something to get into in retirement, I think, as well. Yeah, probably don't. Having said that, like obviously you are in the kind of West London area. Um, I don't know if you're across the Samrat Indian restaurant. Um, it's something that I'd just recommend to you if okay. you're ever in town. It's in uh, it's in Ealing. Um Mr. Islam's a good friend of ours, so we yeah. can always get your table. He won't give you a free pint. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, bring the family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll obviously you're not yeah, part of London, yeah. but we'd love to love you give bring sure. your lads down. Um, none of it will be free, but we we only probably I probably won't be able to get your table. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the mad thing. But, uh, We've not actually been there for a while. We should go back we'll and go do, back. We'll do go. the podcast from there again yeah, yeah. soon. But Ben, it's been so good having you on the podcast. Should we just finish? Um, it'd be good to teams. get you just to read well, one or yeah, two messages. I, mean, I don't was... feel we got off to a good start with the I mean, yeah, original I mean, the, ones. Yeah, apologise for that one. I'm just looking at it again. Yeah. Well. We'll, we'll, There's a couple of good ones we could say. I felt it was covered. Vevejje Akotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Vevej Akotcha, is it? Or Vejej Akotcha? I quite like, though, taking it away from just it, a, a vagina 11, is different themes of 11, but with footballers' names. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We could have a we could have a barbecue 11, for example, if, <laughs> if we wanted to. Yeah, we could do. If we, if we, if we did want to. Um, but if you'd like us to explore various different 11s yeah. and get in touch with a podcast... All right, well, listen, we uh, we'll get into a couple of messages. Let's leave that one alone. There's a message here from Adam. <clears throat> he says, recently came back from a holiday with four mates of mine. Wanted to let you know the uh, the impact you had on um, five 25-year-old immature lads without, without even knowing. Eggy Boff, first one out the pool. Do you we, know the game, Eggy Boff? Yes. Yeah, yeah you've been across it, Eggy yeah. Boff. been in the game long enough. <laughs> um, we missed breakfast and lunch. We stayed at the pool for six hours before someone came. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's harsh because you have to assume they might be half bored as well. Yeah. So they missed out. Missed out on breakfast and meal. lunch. Okay, no. Have you had any big eggy buffs? Not that I can remember. No. 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 You? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I grew up on it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was something that we used to do a lot. Eggy Boff, first one to put their hands below their head, ended up with the lads fighting each other, one kicking each other in the cock, and he was sick because of the pain. Uh, and first to sing karaoke in... Um, First to sing in a karaoke part is Eggy Boff. Uh, we had groups asking us to sing along, but we stayed committed and ended up getting a huge amount of stick. One of the lads even got swilled because of it. Hold on. So I don't understand the last one. So, so they're in a karaoke bar, but none of them <coughs> sing. First one to sing, Eggy Boff, yeah. So no one sang. So people were just giving them pelters for just looking miserable and not... I, I assume so. Wow, wow. I would, I would, I would like to encourage Eggy Boff more. Yeah. It's kind of died down a little bit. As a bit, Let's see it. Come back, and, come back in anger and let us know your good Eggy Boff stories if you've been playing it. Um, ben, do you want to read one of these? Um, yeah, kind of. Do you want to do a message from Sean? I've not read it. After hearing Peter talk about football games, he would love to go to... A, he'd love to go to and tick off his bucket list. I would love to offer... Peter, the notorious SID, and Chris the opportunity to attend an old firm derby and make arrangements for the hardworking staff behind the scenes as well, if required. I have a plan like no other, and even the opportunity to record a special podcast here in Glasgow. Mm. Interesting? Yeah, no, mm. this sounds good. With close close business connections to Celtic, I can arrange for the boys to attend any old firm game, although due to a recent ticket fallout between Celtic and Rangers, the absolute best type of game to attend would be a cup, Scottish or League Cup final. Semi-final or, ham or final at Hamden, where both fans are 50-50 split and host an 
atmosphere second to none. Yeah, that, well, this does sound good so far. So they tell you, is he saying we can send an old firm match? Yeah. yeah. It could be arranged for Peter to attend the game in any form he would like. Director's box, corporate hospitality, standard hospitality, with the Green Brigade, Celtic Ultras, or regular seating. With this, it would be great to extend the offer to the notorious SID and Chris. You're only going in the director's box, aren't you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Tricky. How do you feel? Well, I think if we're offered prawn sandwiches, prawn sandwiches. It, we'd love to accept that generous offer. We will be judged for it. Of course we will. I mean, do we want to go, kind of, do we want to keep it real? Well, of course we want to keep it real. Bovril and, you know, pie, or is it prawn sandwiches and foie gras? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I never get invited to these things, Peter, so you <laughs> okay. tell me. Last bit. Uh, there was a great... Brewdog Pub in Glasgow City Centre, and I have access to private podcast studio that can be used for recording. What a bizarre thing to yep. have access to! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> who is Just this guy? <laughs> who, who are you, Sean? Who is this guy. <laughs> or equipment can be set up in a pub if required. This could make a legendary old firm episode or that Glasgow episode. I like this. I feel like we should take them up on this. Do you? What do you think, Ben? That's a good, that's a great offer, isn't it? It's a good excuse to go, go to an old watch firm, an old firm yeah. match, yeah, right? Record a podcast in his studio and have a few beers in Glasgow. Yeah, sounds mm. nice. What's the one derby game that you would like to see? I, I would like to go to the old firm. I've yeah. been meaning to get up. I had a, my, my good mate, Scott Yarfield, was, a, was at Rangers for mm. a while. But I never got there to go and watch it. What's the best game you've been involved in? Like, there's a bit the most need or kind of best atmosphere you've been involved in? Um, the best atmosphere? Uh, probably... Uh, Burnley Blackburn. Mm. We played them. That's yeah. a big one, that. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a big one. It's a, it's how was how was that? I mean, how did, what was the game? And did you did well, you win we, it? We hadn't beat them for um, I think thirty five years or something. Um, and yeah, we beat them at Ewood, and it was yeah, it kicked good. off. Yeah, it was good. It was a yeah, good atmosphere. Great atmosphere. Yeah, brilliant. Um, we've got a message here from David. I just want to check it um, to check that this is a move that has actually happened. Um, but Jason Cummings, a.k.a. The Cum Dog, has recently been transferred in a big money deal to, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, my apologies, but uh, I'll give it a best shot, to uh, Mohan Bargan in the Indian Super League. Uh, as a result, he's now been referred to as the Cum Dog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just think is an important bit of news to end uh, on, you know? <laughs> Sadly, my Wi-Fi isn't really working in here to check that. <laughs> The I really hope it's true. Oh, I hope that's true. Ben, that's just been, come through. On, on it's just, the, just, on the, just come through. It's just come through. Uh, ben, it's been so good having you on the pod, mate. And thanks. Um, thanks. No, for thank you. Ben, yeah, it's been good great. luck for the season, Chill mate. Up. Yeah, it's thank always you. good to, like, you know, obviously it was great great having you on. Nice and, um, you know, I really enjoyed my time playing yeah. with Ben. You know, it was only brief, but, you know, good luck to you, mate. Because I've, yeah. I've, I've watched you, uh, you know, at Brentford doing so well and, you know, continue it this season. So good luck, man. Cheers, mate. Thank you. We look forward Thank to you. getting you in the pants as well. So you know what we've got yep. to do, just clean the ball. No one will know any different. It just looks... I'm on do you it. know, we are, I'll be honest with you, we're not, not going to give you any money and, you know, you probably, you might get fined for it and we're not going to pay that fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, we hope you do okay. it. Much, much appreciate. Send them over. <laughs> This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.